0: I think these are things to contemplate, and to, um, and I've been wanting to do this episode for a while. Yeah, and hopefully it's triggered a few different thoughts in your mind. Right? It's a
1: it, yeah, like it's something to reflect on. Like you said, like don't give me the answer straight away. Mm. And even if you said to me now, like why do you have a dog? It's probably hard. I feel like it'd be easier to sit and maybe try and write it down mm. than to just spit it out. Yeah, because you do probably have to think and and sit on meditate it on a little bit. Think like yeah, why did well is it do subconscious
0: is it because when you're around your dog it actually brings on oxytocin mm. does it actually make you feel good yeah and you well, just it can't does. explain yeah. it? exactly right yeah um now i know that feeling being around my son it really brings that like they say oxytocin actually the the chemical creates another chemical which actually expands the vessels in your heart it actually opens your heart crazy literally yeah scientifically yeah so when you say i feel it in my heart it's like because mm. your heart's open so when you're with your animals i think it does trigger i really do believe it does trigger and i think as well is that you know being around my dogs for so long is that and also learning how to teach them it's actually going to make me a different father than what i could have been yeah welcome to life with your dog podcast Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts, and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live, and thrive with our dogs.
1: To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host, Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host, Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back, episode 12. We're back. How good. First episode for
0: 2020. 2020. New decade. Yes. Well, happy new year to everyone that's yeah, listening. Year. Yeah. New year, new decade. That's it. Yeah. You got many plans for the year? You got um, big plans?
1: Yes, I do. Um, looking at doing my NDTF course this year. Awesome. Starting at the end of January. Good. So, very exciting. Matching my words with actions. That's it. That's the theme for the year. Yeah, you join the crew. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, and fire is too, right? Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yep. We'll see. Time. It's well, Bloody hard to get in these days. Yeah. So we'll see. You get it. Yeah, I hope so. It runs in the blood. Yeah, Dad was a fire. It was a lot easier back then, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Sign here. It's Yeah, now, Well, Now it's a lot harder. Well, they need us. They need you now. No shortage of work. Yeah.
0: Especially this time of year. It's a shame. Mm. Big, big fires. If any international listeners, we've had, we've been, Sydney's like surrounded by a fire. Yeah. So, like, all of the, basically, I don't even know what the percentage is, but a lot, a lot of Australia's yeah. in, on uh, fire. I saw but, one,
1: something on, on Reddit the other day. It was like, um, They'd superimposed, I think it was, I don't know, it was a. It was like a country or something over the top of the map of New South Wales and basically shown how much had burned. Wow. Like some, let's say like, I don't know, it was a lot, a lot, a, a huge area. Big burned. shame. And then I turned on the SB, SBS this morning and they had the Greek news on and there's like um, blizzards and snows and uh, yeah. heaps of snow and- we're shifting. It's going on, man.
0: Yeah. Mm. All our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone affected by that, you know. Yeah. Especially ones that, had, you know, got farm. That's it. You, know, you save yourself, but what about all your horse
1: and your cattle and your dogs and Yeah. Like that 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 would be a hard one. And the fire is, you know, these guys are they're, they're not getting paid, they're giving up their time and unfortunately, we've we've lost a few of them um over the last month or so. So crazy. You know. But well, we need these people. It's all, a very noble cause that they Yeah. Their sacrifice, you know, to. we
0: we acknowledge it and thank you for it. So, yeah. Far
1: out. Big time. So Okay, so today, first episode for the new year. The roles dogs have in our life. Yeah. It's a big one. It's a big one today. Um, Thought-provoking. Yeah, man. I often find myself thinking about this kind of thing. Um, Yeah. I've watched a few shows recently that have really made me think about that. There was one on um, Disney the other day. It was about- um, It's like a six-part series about um, from puppy to graduation for guide dogs- and it just, it's so incredible the stuff that these dogs can do, but it also makes you so grateful and, and for your own, um, abilities, I guess. And, yeah. and, you know, the fact that we can see, you and I can see and hear and, and speak and all that sort of thing. But it's so amazing what dogs can, can do for people with disabilities. It's huge. Yeah.
0: Actually giving them a real job has real purpose yep. and it enriches people's lives. And that's, that's the, if we're going to ask, like, you know, what other roles dogs have in our life? Well, as we've as we, we always come back to, is that dogs were initially designed to serve a purpose, to yep. do a job for us. Yeah. Hunting, um, protection, um, retrieving, you know, and then now we've modified the job to be like more detection dog and farm animals yep. and, you know, and assistance dogs. And assistance dogs has become more um, prevalent in the last hundred years because we've become, I guess, we've become more lucky. We have more resources. Yeah, our training styles and the, and the access to dogs and breeds that we have is just amazing. So it's cool. It's awesome. Yeah. But yeah. for the everyday person, you know, the question is well, and this is a question that I've been asking my clients more recently. More of a, a question that I don't want them to answer to me in the moment, but for them to reflect on is why do you have a dog? What is the purpose? And what does the dog have in your life? And what's it? What's it? How is your dog serving you? And I yeah. think. If you have, and I think we should ask this question about basically everything that we do and everything we have. I guess it's more about under, you know, like we were speaking with my wife yesterday about, you know, why do people have certain tendencies or whatever? And it's that, well, it kind of comes down to if you're not giving, if you're not grateful for everything that you have in your life, or you're not giving thanks on a daily purpose to whoever it is that you talk to, whether it's your conversation with yourself or, or with your creator. If you're not grateful for it, how do you know you have it? And then if you don't know you have it, then you take it for granted and then it just becomes one of those things that you do mm. where if you understand it, you invest in it and you're actually present with it. And if we can bring that to our dogs is that, you know, we have Spades and Nookie right here next to us sleeping on the couches, <laughs> I mean, on the, on their beds. But, um, you know, for me, now, why I have dogs may be different to most everyday people because yep. obviously for
1: my job, I need my dogs. But it didn't start that way. But
0: it didn't start yeah, that way, right? You had
1: um, We had Ace. Rocky. Oh, sorry, Rocky, Rocky was, was the yep. first one. And, and then, then he came s- into your life at a very difficult time, and yeah, you know, long before you ever thought of dogs as a career, mm. he came and and healed you in a place where you were needed a lot yeah, of yeah, had some trauma help. We need to work on mm. it,
0: and he helped me with that. And he didn't do it; it sparked and ignited things within me that were dormant or things that I had to learn. Mm. So, it started to open my mind, open my heart to to possibilities yeah, and potential, basically. But what would have been the motivation before actually getting Rocky to have the dog? Like, what was that? Well, why? Why have the dog? Is it because dogs are fun? Is it because they bring us in the present moment? Do you even know that happens? Is it because your friend has a dog and that's a cool interaction they have? Like, is it the relationship? Like, it's a very deep question to ask yourself. You yeah. know, as we we're saying, we we're speaking before we started recording. Is no one has to answer a question deeply as why do you have the couch or the tv or the things that we have in our life they kind of serve a purpose that it's quite obvious Mm. maybe have why you have a dog is a very obvious answer and you can answer it just like that or or maybe and when i have asked my question um to my clients you should see how sometimes their reaction is it's a bit of a pause and like throws them a bit yeah like oh i have to actually think about it and i want to ask my clients this question because if you can acknowledge why you have the dog then at least it gives you motivation of why you should train the dog and fulfil its needs biologically yeah. and instinctively. Give your dog what it needs Give it and know job. why. Yeah. yeah, like, all right, yeah, i got the dog because I've always had dogs in a house without a dog feels empty. And I believe that. If I had no dogs yeah. in my house, I think it would be very empty as well. There was
1: a thing on the news the other day about um, they're finally – we've talked about this before, I think, using science to prove things that we kind of already know, but um, – They've done a study now with elderly people um, before and after getting a dog and surveying them on feelings of loneliness and um, on a depression scale and that sort of thing. And it's amazing how, yeah. how much a dog can change their life. You know, like look at your- with your nonna, like, you know, she didn't have a- she. you know, your grandpa passed away and then you got her the dog and, and that maybe helped- fill a, a space in she that.
0: says the best present anyone's ever given her. yeah exactly you know? something for her to love again for sure you know? and when we and when we had the conversation when I first started venturing into dog training and I stopped um like I didn't building, pursue a yeah. dog a, a building career was that she was very confused she was thrown she didn't understand it right and she thought oh my god panels can become a gypsy or something um <laughs> a circus trainer <laughs> <laughs> but um but now she realizes it and now ties in exactly with our question is that mm. Well, because she's experienced She's experienced it, it yeah. firsthand. Like she goes, she even said it to my mum the other day at Christmas. She says, I hope I pass away before Flora does.
1: Like right. deep, sad to yeah. hear it, but yeah. also how beautiful is that? But that means she's thinking about how much um, that dog. Yeah, without Flora her in her life, yeah. where is she at? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. You know, so I think that's pretty
0: cool. So maybe that does bring us this sense of company, um, this sense of joy. When we come home, there's someone excited to see us. Mm-hmm. And, and that's always true. If you look after your dogs
1: anyway, they should be happy (laughs) when they see you. And I think Jordan said, Jordan Peterson said that he goes, you know, think about like, how do you want someone, not a, not a human, uh, sorry, not an animal. How do you want your wife or your partner to greet you when you come home? And you think, well, maybe it's sort of like how your dog greets you (laughs) when you go, maybe not jump on you and lick your face, but like (laughs) that, that happiness. And it's like you go out for 20 minutes and you come home and they're, they're, their affection for you is just so pure. Yeah. There's no- And you know
0: what's interesting too? It's that people say it's unconditional love, but it's not mm. because a dog wasn't born to love you. Unconditional love is the 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 love you have with your child and your child has with- mm. It's biology. With it. Yeah, like it's- yeah. You're born and you're already conditioned. Mm. Like, un- well, it's unconditioned because it's already part of your makeup where when they were born, they didn't know me. Yeah. And they had to learn to learn what I am. And then, of course, they still love me, but it's conditional- because they had to learn it, yeah. Rather than going, I'm born and now I love Panos.
1: Correct. So well, they mean unconditional in the sense that they love they love you once they know you. They love you no matter what, for sure. Yeah, and I and I get
0: where yep. it comes from, but I think it's it, semantics. It makes it more liberating to know that. Well, they chose to love you, yeah. Rather than going, oh, I love my my dad even if he beats me after death you know like some people are in a bad relationship with their parents but they still love them yeah because unconditional yeah. but if i would mistreat them they would see me and they would run away from me yeah. as well you know so if we can see that way that it's a choice for them to want to be with us and and i think that that does give us a sense of fulfillment in, in many ways you know and the next thing i've wrote down here is like you know what does the experience mean to you So, what does it mean to be loved by your dog? What does it mean to do the things that you need to do for your dog? Does it give you a sense of, like, belonging? Is it is it that, or is it, like, really entrenched in our DNA? Maybe we've had dogs in our world for so long, like, generations and generations. Is that it's just part of human culture to have dogs? And then you go to most countries and there's dogs everywhere, Mm. like, you know, how many countries, like I've done some traveling and you've yeah, done yeah. some traveling yeah. too and you see dogs just hang, hanging out, walking around, like even yeah. if it's a less developed country. Yep.
1: They're not on leads and stuff, but they're, they're there, yeah. you know, so. Sometimes you might feel like maybe the dogs aren't treated as well, but maybe that's a bit of a Western like, perspective, look, you know, like sometimes you go and and the dog seems pretty happy, like sometimes they're a bit underfed maybe, but.
0: I heard something that season them a long time ago and even though I don't agree with everything he says, um, but I love what he said This in this case is that he says in, in um, America, there are heaps of badly treated, uh, mistreated, uh, sorry, badly behaved dogs that are overweight. And in Mexico, you see a lot of underweight dogs that are really well behaved. <laughs> so like, so what is actually being mistreated or not? Sure, you know, sure. Like in- we're overfeeding them and they're naughty yeah. where they're lean <laughs> and and they know how to interact with their environment. Yeah. So like most countries that you do go to where you see dogs they're, they're not running up to you and trying to attack you. No. Like I'm sure that could probably still happen, mm-hmm. but I think most of the time you just walk past the dog and the dog's like, "Yeah, what's up?" Yeah. So I guess my point here is that because we've had so dogs in our life for so long, is that maybe it does that there is a cuz a dog has a relationship with a human cuz it's part of their DNA cuz we've made these dogs into what they are. They mm. aren't the instinctive animal anymore, even though they can go back to become a wild dog. Yeah. And then with many generations, they can maybe create their own breed over time, mm. like how the dingo happened yeah. in Australia. So so maybe there's an innate wanting to be around a dog, and that's why we're so drawn to them. Mm. So, um, but I think one of the main reasons why we love being around a dog is that it does truly bring us into the moment. Like when you're with them, like when I walk Spades and Nookie, most like every day I have this experience where – you're walking in and what matters in that time? Like we're walking and that smell is there, that stimulus is, is occurring yeah. or someone's coming around the corner, like it, you're there and you're influenced by that if you're aware of it because you can just not be aware of it. But if you can see them, especially when they're on their long lead, so they have the freedom to do their thing, you Mm. can really observe that and be in the literally in the present moment. And just how the saying go goes is that, you know, we teach dogs to live in our society, but dogs teach us to live in the now. It's because they're in the now, they're in the moment. And I think that's something that's really really awesome to have that experience.
1: Well, that's the human burden, isn't it? We have um we have conscience, um, self consciousness. Yes. And that's both a blessing and a curse yeah whereas dogs have no concept of time no no future no past there's only now
0: yeah but obviously if they had no remembrance then how could we train them and stuff so i
1: I mean like more more about um let's say let's say about the future Mm -hmm. there's no concept of they they don't know we should do this today because it'll better us tomorrow correct but when
0: they bury their bone for tomorrow, <laughs> you see what I mean. So yeah. I think they have it, but it's in a different. But I'm talking
1: level. about like, say, like um, for example, you and I both know that we're going to die one day. A yeah. dog doesn't know that. I don't think they think that. You know what I mean? In that sense, they or a guilt. Yeah, it's like oh, I did that, and I really feel bad no, about doing that.
0: They live on their instincts. Yeah, it's like it's happening in the moment. How do you respond to it? Mm. We learn and we try to do behaviors that could better better us. But it's but it's a lot more simpler than how we make it to mm. be, and we can benefit from learning. These concepts of training, because, you know, um, behavioral science goes across the board. It just, uh, it's just different in, in application, different species. Mm. Like a dog's motivated for a piece of hot dog, where I'd be motivated to get a piece of paper that has value. Yeah. So, we, we, we change it. We complicate it, that's for sure. Yeah. And dogs really show us to not complicate life so much. But when you're in the training session- you got three to five minutes to do a training session, you're working towards a particular goal and you're having this interaction with this other species. So it brings you outside of your mind into this other space because you're using body language and cues. You can't talk like how we're talking. So I think that brings us back to a more simpler way.
1: Bit more primal. Bit more primal. It's nature, isn't it? Like that's yeah. what a that's what being having and being out with a dog, let's say on on a walk, it's a connection to nature.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing that I wrote here as well is that dogs give us the opportunity to visit nature
1: daily. Yeah. that The dog itself is nature. Well, and, and then that, to yes. be in physical nature, mm. um, you know, grass, trees, mm-hmm. outside, yeah. that kind of thing, at the beach or whatever, yeah. with a dog, that's nature. But a dog yeah. itself is a, is a part of nature exactly. in your own
0: home. Exactly. And it reminds us away from the artificial life that we've mm. created. Yeah. Technology and things. Yeah. Which they still serve their purpose and there's still patterns in nature that happen through technology because it's still an extension of us. Yeah. But
1: technology like this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's a conversation. If yeah. it was 500 years ago, we'd be sitting around the campfire having this conversation. Yeah. Others no listening.
1: microphones, no internet, no yeah. cameras. But so,
0: but we, so we're really amplifying where we're already at. We're mm-hmm. not really changing anything. But when we're with our dogs, we have to adapt as well. Like, as much as we want the dog to fit into our life, you, you, that's where that management comes into it, is that you know what the dog's wanting and going to do. So try to control the environment. And I think there's many benefits you can learn from that as well. Like, you know, what is what is then the dog teaching you? What should you learn about managing and training and living with your dog? And mm. that, well, be consistent, be patient, um, set yourself up for success. Don't put yourself in a shitty situation and then have a bad experience and then going, oh, well, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Like, for example, if if you know you're really tired and you want to do the workout, um, don't do the hour standard workout you do. Do a different form. Maybe do a stretching session. You need yeah. to work on your passive. You know, like that's management. Yeah. And you don't know that where if your dog's had a bad day or you're angry and you're frustrated and then you go, oh, I need to train my dog. But then you you ruin the connection. You're, you're having to learn to manage yourself. So, yeah. I think that's- or Maybe
1: your, you know, your twenty 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 walk becomes- 10, 10, 10 or yeah.
0: 15, 15, 15. Exactly, 100%. Yeah. Definitely. And I think you need to you need to know yourself to know your dog as well and for you to like, and that comes down to, well, what are you training for? You've hired the dog trainer to stop problem behaviours, mm. which is not the best way to see it. You should Frame hire the trainer to be in. that, well, how do I fulfil the dog maximum? So, for example, I was walking the dogs and I saw a neighbour and he was outside and she said she got a beagle and she recently got a baby no nah, oh. was like two years old now okay. something happened she said that when the when she first got the puppy she sent it to this guy for three weeks and he says and well this like is what she said trainer? yeah board and yeah. train with a fresh puppy yeah says three weeks everything she, she will know all commands everything will be perfect the dog will never be a problem it's like <laughs> what are you talking about anyway that's what she said whether she misunderstood what he was trying to say mm. or either way because yeah. what he could have or maybe have said was we set up something for the first three weeks of this training, and if you keep this consistent, you're going to get success in the dog's life because we've set up a bit of foundation. Yeah. Rather than going, I'm going to fix your dog that's a puppy, like I'm talking nine weeks old, and then, like, what does that mean? So, but anyway, we're talking, and and she says, like, how do I do this and how do I do that? I'm like, you just need to fulfill your dog's needs. You need to harness that drive. Like, I was talking about harnessing it. Mm. Again, We're I'm going for a walk, so we're not in training, so I'm just giving- some quick, Passing not even advice, right yeah. we are just having a chat. Yeah. And she goes, what do you mean harness the the drive or harness the dog's, um, like, fulfill his needs? And I'm like, well, the dog, like, for give example, if you have a, a young child and he's out of control, you can give him Ritalin and then he can be, like, quiet. But then that's not like fixing anything. Mm. You need to, like, maybe- Enroll him in some sort. Like if he's not already doing, like if he's very active, but you have no structure, so you're not. Um, so you should send him to like a boxing class or do do some swimming or do some sort of sporting activity. Biological fulfillment, exactly. Yeah, fulfill the do- fulfill the child's needs. So then, when it's got a place to do it, then it doesn't have to be spilling out in every other. That
1: behavior every- is a symptom. Is a symptom of a lack of yeah. fulfillment on mm-hmm. some
0: level. Yeah, just like we did in that Q and A last week. Is that and you know, he the, that
1: was a beagle cross Jack cross? Yeah, there you from go. Memory, Right? Yeah, yeah, hundred
0: percent. So the dog is high drive. How do I stop the licking? How do I stop this, this and that? But like, well, you need to give mm. the dog. You need to tell the dog what you want it to do. Yeah. So then, if we can bring that in a full circle to be like, so why do you have the dog, and what are you willing to do so the dog can fit into your life? And also, how can you make some adaptability um, to fill into the dog's life as well? Because well,
1: exactly. Why did you get that breed of dog as well? Yeah, you know, is it
0: because it's cute? Because your mum and dad had one. Yep. You always had them, or is it because it's, it's popular? Or popular? Or you or watch way. the movie, or it's like, hey, I know, I just I, I really like the characteristics of the breed. Like, you should do this in this this investigation research for yourself, so you mm-hmm. know what you're actually doing. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think that's that's a really important thing that everyone here that's listening should be like, you know, maybe jot it down. Write down like three, four points. Mm. If you like to share it with everybody, you know we're all is. It'd be nice to hear everyone's experience. But um, have you, you had any good
1: answers from clients when you say to them, "Why do you have a good dog?" It's been uh, probably do dog? more
0: of like a recent thing I've been doing, and I've told everyone not to give me the answer. Okay, so I haven't really heard. But like, because I see lots and lots of dogs on a weekly basis, is that I think most people don't even know why they have the dog. Their dog is because they want the experience. Now, look, most clients that I see, because they're reaching out to do dog training, most people are going to do it. And people that actually do the work, for example, I had clients that have a young German Shepherd. I've posted up on, on the socials. She's probably like seven months old now. She's super high drive. She's intense, but she's like, so like they've, I think they listen to the, um, oh, what's his name now? Sorry, bro. I think his name's Luke. He's Kayla. Anyway, so they're they're my clients. Yeah, are listening, Hi. And sorry if I got your name wrong, brother. (laughs) Try to remember everyone's names kind of hard. But, um, what's the dog's name? And the dog's name's Chloe. Yeah. That's 100%. I know that. (laughs) So she, um, so she's awesome, right? She's a good dog. Mm. And a lot of jumping, a lot of mouthing, puppy behavior. Fourth session in, we walk the Esplanade. And when I put that video up, and you can see it, is that the dog's fulfilling Every command they were asking, the dog's so much better at home, more relaxed, more, but they're really putting the time and effort in. So they know why they have the dog is because the dog's awesome and fun, and she's a beautiful dog, and she's, and they bring this, like, majestic sort of energy to your life, you know, having a, especially a powerful breed mm. gives you this sense of, like, oh, yeah, I've got a wolf in the house sort of yeah. thing. It does give you a sense of protection as well. It does yeah. give you a sense of- um, you're never really bored if you have a dog. I think That's a good one. It's like, I've got nothing to do. Well, you should walk your dog. Yeah. Train you know, your Things dog. like that. Train your dog. So, they're putting this energy and time into their training. And on our fall session, we're working on things like how to hold a down stay for more than a minute and a half. And she did it for like three minutes. Mm. Um, Working from the down to the sit and the focus, you know. So, doing all that while the dogs are around and walking the Esperanto Corral, there's lots and lots of dogs around, mm. people everywhere. And having that control and focus gives him, like, you can see inside of him how good it feels, I think, to have that communication with an animal because he knows that you're, like, you're clear with yourself. If you're clear with yourself, you can be clear to an animal. And if you can be clear with yourself, you can be clear to people that you're around as yeah. well. And I think that's one thing of why we have dogs in our life as well, which also brings us to another – my next point here is, like, you know, very much like being around a child, like a child's in the moment – They're, they're pure. They're innocent. They think of things like, Oh, that looks fun. Let's do it. And brings you this sense of empathy that you're being empathic towards another being. And I think that gives us, you know, that fulfills us emotionally and spiritually, biologically. Yeah. Well, it's part of our nature. And then we were talking about this before is that we're biologically wired to have babies. Mm. Like we want to procreate. Yep. And it's almost like a need as well. And. There's people that choose not to, yep. they can't or whatever, and having the dog, I don't say he's like their child, even though heaps of people call their dogs fur babies and my, it's like my son, it's like my daughter. So, there is a sense of where well, you're looking after this, they look up to you like you're their their, their mum or their dad in, in a way. Maybe it's filling that void as well. And we spoke about that as well and I kind of can correct that a little bit from what I said in a couple of episodes ago was that- you know, do you have the dog just because you're filling a void in your life? Well, I think you're getting, you do anything to fill voids in your life. Of course. And didn't I? I think Tanya pulled me up on It's like, well, didn't you get Rocky because you were filling a void? And I think, yes. I think Thanks, it, Tanya. <laughs> I think it filled a void, but I didn't decide to get the dog after a trauma happened. We were trying to, we were planning on getting a dog for years before. So, so and it just mate, so happened it that he happened also filled that. Yes. And Spot. if you can fill the void, know that you're trying to fill a void. That's my point. At I least think. own it. Yeah, know know you have a void mm. to be filled, and then at least you're aware of it, rather than accumulating things and unconsciously trying to fill voids but not actually Without finding. It admitting happiness.
1: to it, baby. Yeah, and 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 let's say it might not be the only thing that helps you. You know, recover from trauma. You know, or yeah. as an mm-hmm. example. You know, exactly. you might get a dog, but maybe you also need to do other things yes. to to address that. Mm-hmm, so don't put too much um, weight on, yeah. on that dog and getting Definitely. the dog.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, another episode to come will be what dogs have taught me. So I want to talk more about well, what's what's it been personally for me, um, because that's that's the real reason why I got into all of, all of this career is that. It's not just because of the passion of working with dogs. It's because I really want to help people. Mm. And if dogs truly help us, feeling, yeah, yeah. Of course. If they're helping us, well, then we can do, mm. we can, our lives can be so much more enriched and it does. And it enriches our life. Like it's, it's so strange how, how, um, every, like certain people and most people are drawn to, to the dog. And is it also because it's, it's a, um, it's an engaging time, you know. You don't go up to a person and just play with them on the street. Yeah, you know? no. <laughs> so, but with a dog, it's more likely that you can do that. Yeah. And because of that, it's it does- It's a conversation
1: starter a lot of the time. That too. Can be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And for me as well, I, lo- I love just going for my walk and clearing my mind out for the day. Mm. And and truly being like, you know, my awareness has become more sharper, even especially about around, around spades. If I'm like sitting on the grass looking at the creek up the top of my street and- I heard something, but at the same time, Spade's heard it. Like, it it gives you a bit more, like, sharper awareness. Yeah. You're a bit more in tune with – and you need to learn how to quiet your mind and to be breathing and not having to, like, fully go into a meditation, but to be more aware of your breath and just to be just present, Mm. empty, clear. And I think that's that's really cool. Um, And one of them here is, like, you know, why – like, do you use your dog for work? So – like, you know, we're talking about pet owners having a dog. Well, do you have a dog because you're working the dog? Is he assistance dog? Are you training him because he helps you on, on the property or on the farm? Mm. Is he Are you a handler for police, security, um, military? So, there's all these different other jobs that dog, like a practical job that the dog does. Like, yes, the dog does it best because he runs at the guy and grabs him and holds him until he can cuff him.
1: One thing I heard about recently, and I'm pretty sure this was – another tv show actually i hadn't i haven't watched the show itself but i heard about it and i've heard about these programs before um what they do i don't know about in australia but i've heard of it in the states is they get prisoners to prisoners that are reasonably obviously well behaved they put them into a program where they then become the trainers for dogs who are then to go on and become like um assistance dogs for veterans with ptsd and that sort of thing. So, it's incredible. So, you're giving the prisoner a sense of purpose within his jail time and a chance to do some rehabilitation and redeem him or herself. Um, and then giving the dog a job, obviously. And the dogs themselves are rescues as mm-hmm. well. So, it's on multiple levels. It's giving yeah. all this purpose and, and fulfillment to yeah. the prisoner, the dog, and then, of course, the veteran who's- um, Served the, serve yep. their country and come away with a, a an illness, and now they've got a dog to, to help them yeah. re, rediscover yep. a sense of purpose in their life. Mm-hmm. It was incredible.
0: It, I've I've seen heaps of programs that do the exact same thing, and mm-hmm. it's such an awesome thing. You know, like give me one second. Spades. Spades is dreaming he's and twitching he's in his sleep, <laughs> tap, tap, tapping the floor, and he's people probably right. wondering what's going on there. Sorry, buddy. Um, I think it's I think it's a we're being so creative with how we can use our dogs, especially the dogs that need rescue, dogs that, and people that can benefit. Like, you know, my life changed because of a dog mm. and for the better. Um, mind shift, it changes away. And look, and the cool thing about dogs is that it doesn't matter what school of life you're a part of or where your mind's at or, you know, whether you're, you know, depending on any, anyway, you're old, you're young, you're different sort of um, sexual preference, whatever it is. Yeah. Dogs are, are in these families or mm. in these homes. Mm. And that's the cool thing about my job is that I get to see so many different sort of people that I'm not just talking with tradies. My whole career is about the certain type of person who's drawn towards that thing. It's that dogs bring us all together in some way because nature yeah. does bring <laughs> us together. And there's no just one sort of person. And, you know, think about that. If an old lady, 93 at home, finds joy with her dog, but the the, the person in jail that has had, you know, has made decisions and he's ended up there and it must have been because of a state of mind, but still wants the dog around. It's like, mm. what does that show about mm. dogs? Is that they see through us mm. um, no matter where where you're at, you know. So, I think that's pretty cool.
1: And the dog doesn't care if you're a prisoner or if you're yeah, a, there's a no way to judge year it. old lady. Yeah. They could care less. There's no judging you. are just, they're human. It's
0: They're judging you for how you are in that moment. Yeah. It's that like, oh. That person's here. Now, do they see it as they're trying to better their own situation? I'd say yes. That's why we do anything. All of us, even humans. So yes, of course they're trying to better their situation. So then do they find possible reinforcement in with being with her? And that's a very scientific way of seeing it. Mm. And I think there's a lot of um, merit to it is to see it as, well, I get certain things from, from Panos compared to seeing from, from Jono down the street. So I'm going to choose my time to be with him because there's been a better schedule of reinforcement. Um, it could also be that some people are more drawn to others. Is it because of body language? Is it because of the energy that your, you know, your your spirit that resides from your body or the way that you hold yourself? You know, why is it that some dog, some people are go? No dog likes me, and dogs always react to me. Or is it because of how you're a- handling the situation in the moment? So yeah. yeah, but if you have a dog for for, for your work, well then honor that and know when you should put them to work and when they should be at rest as well. And, you know, there's no point just having a dog that, well, in my opinion, having a dog that works, 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 but that never has any time to just be himself. You can't just kennel him and just work him. You could, and maybe there's there's value to that, is that you're harnessing all that motivation for the job itself, and they get heaps of fulfillment, but But you should have that time to have a bond with that dog as well. And most good handlers do. How
1: do you find yourself striking that balance for, say, spades particularly? Because he's your probably main working dog, right? Yeah. So,
0: because spades will come to like some days, a busy day, like, you know, four clients in that day, four or five. Actually, last Monday, six in one day and that was- a massive day.
1: That's because you're about to have like a week and a half off. Though, two yeah, weeks so off, I so smashed
0: yeah. it out, right? Yeah. But um, but he was with me for most of that day. And it's summer now too. He's nine, so it's hot, you know, it's hard yeah. and I'm feeling bad for him. So, we need to address that. But how do I do that? Well, for example, in the last few weeks, of course, we still go for our walks every day. But there hasn't been and look, of course, he comes inside. We we make sure that we do our rubdowns and our massage. We make sure that we're giving him good good food. So you do give him massages, yeah, yeah, very important. Important for many reasons. A rubdown is, of course, our bonding time. Touching the body re- releases all the happy endorphins, oxytocin, dopamine, etc. And doing it also gives them well gives you a time to see is there any ailments in this dog's body. Like if you normally pat the dog on the head or on the back. You've given him a pat, but you haven't right. really assessed. And like, if you he know, jumps
1: or there's a sore spot. Well, yeah. like
0: he, I found a few new lumps on him, like about a year and a half ago after doing a rub down. I'm like, oh, got it, got it checked. All good. There's a few that have come up now. So again, you need another vet check. Right. Just check him up. Um, how do so you, so he know? can't
1: do it for himself and he can't tell you about exactly. It, yeah. So
0: you need to be aware of it. The physical touch is important. That's why we do it with puppies. You do the vet check. You're touching their mouth and their eyes and touching their ears and mm. the tail, the genitals. You need to get them used to this sensation. So then. Um, for for their health checks,
1: very important. Um, on the guide dog show, there is a specific job. Um, once the dog is born, they literally have people that are just called cuddlers, and yeah. the job is purely to cuddle, um, the puppy. Yeah, to have that skin to skin, definitely. Um, for a very young dog, mm-hmm. to it, for it, the it, scent, yeah. for the sensation, correct, and, and it um improves their growth and yeah. their health as a young yep. pup. 100%. Yeah. So
0: other downtime for him would be like, you know, obviously doing the things that he enjoys doing. Now, of course, with the work that he does, it's not as physically demanding as, you know, if he was like a scent detection dog mm. or, 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 police a, or dog. a police or police dog yeah. and stuff. So um, So, the job's different, but it's still demanding. Like, he needs to hold it down safe for a very long time. He needs to be cruising in the car like he's a big dog, and being in the backseat of a car isn't extremely comfortable. But I think also he's happier and he's healthier because of the job as well, because mm-hmm. he's getting the things that he needs, and it fulfills him. Then well, then it's it's good for him. He's out all day, and he always wants to come. Even after a big day, and I'm going to go for a walk, even to take Nookie out. Now, there's some days I purposely do leave him at home because I don't want to walk him too much, but he's still keen to come. So... I think he doesn't see, and that's I think that's where you're giving your dog a good job. I think even for us is because that he wants to come. Yeah, it shouldn't be seen as oh gosh, I got to go to work again. It's like oh yeah, we're doing that activity again. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a good way to see life anyway. And when you see most of these dogs that are working, like it's not like slave labor; they have no, to work. Like a dog that's a, yeah, do for it, dogs yeah. like a, a a scent detection dog, like that dog is stinging to do it. And why? It's because not because of the scent is so lovely to find. Well, that scent has been conditioned to mean that he will get reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And if the reinforcement is valuable enough, like and most of those dogs uh, have a high prey drive. So, dogs that are like, you know, quarantine dogs at the airport, for example, f- to my knowledge from speaking with a few people is that they don't use food in certain areas. They use the ball. Because yeah, or a, they've
1: got like the little, um, looks like a little towel. It's a yeah, tug. A
0: little tug. Yeah. So you So, you want to reward them with prey drive. And that's what they do it for. Mm. So they're like, what do you mean, work? I find things and I have fun. It's all yeah. game. So if we and it, that's another thing of like why what's the role of our dogs being in our life is that there ain't no chores. It just It's life. It's life. It, it's, life. Yeah. it's fun. Yeah. You know, it brings us that joy. So I think these are things to contemplate and to um and I've been wanting to do this episode for a while. Yeah. And hopefully it's triggered a few different thoughts in your mind, right? It's a
1: it- yeah, like, it's something to reflect. And like you said, like, don't give me the answer straight away. Mm. And even if you said to me now, like, why do you have a dog? It's probably hard. I feel like it would be easier to sit and maybe try and write it down mm. than to just spit it out. Yeah. Because you do probably have to think and, and sit on meditate it on a little bit. Think, like, yeah, why do Well, do, is what it do subconscious?
0: Is it because when you're around your dog, it actually brings on oxytocin? Mm. Does it actually make you feel good? Yeah. And you well, just can't does. explain yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. Um, now I know that feeling being around my son. It really brings that, like they say, oxytocin. Actually, the the chemical creates another chemical which actually expands the vessels in your heart. It actually opens your heart. Crazy, literally, yeah. Scientifically, yeah. So when you say I feel it in my heart, it's like because mm. your heart's open. So when you're with your animals, I think it does trigger. I really do believe it does trigger. And I think as well is that you know being around my dogs for so long is that and also learning how to teach them. It's actually going to make me a different father than what I could have been. Yeah. Because I know how to look after something and have the responsibility. And it does give you that, that chance to think outside of your own self and think about it from there, especially because they can't tell you. And you want to learn how to set things up in good patterns, good routines, good habits. So I think, I think there's another thing of why, or why I had a dog or how the dog has benefited me, maybe, is because maybe it set me up as well to be. A better father, so I yeah. think I think that's also another biological reason yeah. of why we may have dogs. <laughs> awesome, yeah, I can like that. That's cool.
1: What do you think, guys? Yeah, Spades yeah. is awake now.
0: Yeah, they're chilling. <laughs> right, well, I think
1: that's a wrap. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, episode twelve. Questions, comments. Um, if you've got something for the Q and A, um, yeah, you'd like up. to have panel answer. Yeah. You can um, hit us up. Um, I think I sent you a couple the other day, so we've got a list of stuff to get through and um, let us know what you think, and we'll see you next time. Speak to you soon.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. Please like, rate, and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit www.noocherspooches.com.au Thank you and stay tuned for next time.